0: And I said, Coach, you know, how uh, what does it take to become mentored by somebody like John Wood? I mean, how, how incredible is that? And he looked at me and he said, you ask.
1: Ah, konnichiwa. Yeah, we're live here in Japan, Tokyo, Japan. Game of Life podcast coming at you. Very special guest this week, and I would be willing to bet not many people on the face of this earth has had as an exciting as career and mission that our guest is on. And if you don't know who I'm talking about already, first of all, what's wrong with you? But you are about to meet one of the most interesting, motivational, driven, exciting, colorful people you will ever come across. Let's just say he's going to help you achieve greatness he will help you find purpose of who you want to be and how to take daily steps to get there. And he will absolutely blow your mind with stories of working with the best of the best. John Wooden, Walter Payton, Peyton Manning. Oh, he's been on Oprah, Good Morning America. And by the way, he has written 10 real-time bestsellers. Who is he, do you ask? Don Yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg that I've been describing today. Don is a mentor to me, and you'll find out in this podcast exactly why I'm telling you that right now. But seriously, I was super blessed to be able to listen to him speak to the UCLA basketball team this past season, and I have honestly never heard anyone like him with his ability to motivate, empower, hit people with the truth, and overall help individuals and teams build their brand, which is a brand of absolute greatness. So just wait until you hear those stories and the story, one of my favorites of all time, on Peyton Manning's Rise. To the Peyton Manning that you know and love today okay real quick side note just to warn you the audio not the best on this one I apologize from here on out it'll always be great audio with the game of life podcast traveling on the road in Japan made it relatively difficult but this is one of the most informational change your life episodes that you will ever hear on the game of life so please just bear with me because I promise you it's worth it so buckle up get ready to become great. John Yeager, Game of Life podcast. Here we go. I love it. Look what you do, and uh,
0: I'm excited about uh, about doing this. So,
1: all right, we'll just kind of jump into it. Just be like a conversation, basically, and go in depth as possible on everything. Like you blew me away when you came to UCLA. It was just literally amazing what you did for those kids and. Like I've never, I've never had a speaker come in and listen to a speaker that was so real and so truthful as you were. Most speakers will come in if they don't know people and just, you know, kind of, kind of try to make them happy and motivate them and stuff. But, but you did it in a different way, which was, which was really refreshing to see. And it was basically like a, a slap in their face. Well, it was, uh, it was interesting to honestly watch uh, a
0: couple days later when, or a few days later when, uh, when that team got kind of class and. Turmoil, um, but, uh, but it was it was pretty powerful. The coach was, uh, was was texting me all the way from China, trying to like, yeah, you know, any advice? What do we think and what are we do? So it just it was. He, he obviously is a he's a he's a great leader in that area, willing to kind of seek as many perspectives and, and as much advice as he can.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had the event after that, but man, you've been able to work with some of the best. Just athletes in the world and just overall people in the world George Bush Oprah Walter Payton John Wooden Peyton Manning just to name a few is there any stories that just really stand out and just kind of impacted the the way you shaped your career the way you thought of brand management and how to just how to just be a a great overall leader as a person as a team well you know
0: so uh, Coach Wooden, which is, uh, will always stand out to me. I had the opportunity. I was, uh, 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 I was working at Sports Illustrated and, uh, and through a relationship with, uh, Dale Brown, uh, the former basketball coach at LSU. Um, I was invited to spend an afternoon as Coach Wooden and Shaq were in conversation about Shaq as a leader. And, um, Uh, and And I I thought, thought, oh, this is really cool and I realized they they were doing these there was this ongoing conversation happening between Coach Wooden and Shaq Shaq wanted to learn and grow as a leader Coach Wooden was willing to invest in him and I just, I watched the conversation unfold and at the end, I I remember I stood up and I looked at Coach Wooden uh, who I knew a little bit not certainly as much as I would get a chance to, but I asked Coach Wooden, you know he, he was defining this as a mentoring session, an opportunity for him to mentor uh, this young man. They were, you know, 60 years difference in age. Right. And, um, and I said, Coach, you know, how, uh, what does it take to become mentored by somebody like John Wood? I mean, how, how incredible is that? And he looked at me and he said, you ask. Cool. And I said, Coach, how many people ask? And he said, not as many as you might think. And it was this really big moment for me about development because the truth is most of us don't ask other people for their help or advice because we're sure they're going to say no, right? We've already selected ourselves out of the conversation by already answering the question for them. And Coach Wooden was trying to say that if you want to be great, you ask. And um, uh, and then most people don't. And so, 30 days later, I called him and I said, "Coach, um, something tells me as we we're standing there, I was supposed to ask." And and he said, "Don, nah, I wonder what took you so long." <laughs> and, and out of that grew a 12-year relationship, where every other month for 12 years, I flew to California for a day with John Wooden. And um, and when you think about it. I mean, I could have easily just walked away from the shack thing thinking that's cool. I could have said, wow, most people don't ask. You're right, folks, they don't. Um, But his encouragement to teach me to ask really was a game changer for me.
1: Don, I I love that point right there. I'm a big believer in that, too. Like, if if you don't ask for something you want, you're never going to get it. And the worst anybody can tell you is no. I mean, he could have said, nah, I'm busy, but you would have been at the same point you were at. Exactly. Being able to be measured by John Wooden. I mean, is there really anything better than that? That's, That's amazing. All right. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane. Because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into
0: a room that people are happy to see you.
1: Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, <laughs> I, I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it in a good uh, way.
0: And I just pray, man. Like I just pray and I just thank God for for everything.
1: The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh man, that was from day one. That was the the. The day I got drafted, when I heard my name being called Buckle Up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind the scenes lives of NBA players, business savvy entrepreneurs, and top level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. But just being able to be around these people at the highest level. What what things have you seen that are different about them than just uh, normal regular people that that everyday people can take away from this and be like, hey, Peyton is doing this, Walter Payton did this. Is there anything that stands out? You know, I think yeah, it's funny because um, I so I put some thought
0: into this a few years ago. I was retiring from Sports Illustrated or leaving, uh, taking an early retirement from SI, and I and I sat down to try to. Kind of answer that question. Like, what are the things that I would tell you I learned most regularly? And, um, and it was as as I put the list together of the answers they gave me over the years to what they did differently. What I realized was it wasn't. There was no no like unbelievable little piece of magic, right? It wasn't some crazy idea. Um, what it was was a uh, a. a, a uncommon approach to doing common things really well right they while most of us get bored with hitting singles and we want to we want to rear back and get a home run right most of us don't want to do those things that are fundamentally sound because they are just boring right we want to practice that three quarter court shot because we're going to take it so often right (laughs) yeah Um, and and it is that willingness to to do common things uncommonly well that I will tell you was the standout.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. That's I mean that's that's routine and that's that's kinda along the lines of the thousand hours rule, which I'm a big believer in. What I do yeah. with players, too, is, is look at every small little detail of their life, not just on court, but off court, and being able to build habits into them and having them able to live a lifestyle. So would you say that one of the main important things you said is, is obviously being um, in your routine and uncommon approach to doing the common things, but also… But also making what your craft is a lifestyle. Like I would, I would imagine that that you don't look at your job as oh man, it's a job, it's a career. You look at it more like a mission.
0: Oh man, that is an absolute truth. And and, and you know, it's it's funny when um, I remember several years ago asking Bill Belichick about what he looked for in players, right? Because he always seems to find players who were um, who, who were able to perform differently in New England, anywhere else. Right. Um, and he had this line He said, you know what? I, the one thing I look for is I want to be, I want people on my team who love football, right? Who are just, who, who this is what, where they want to be. They want to be here. They, it's not, this is not a, a bridge to something else. This is who, who they are. And so I'm, um, uh, I'm uh, fascinated by that. I mean, I, that's that's one of those things that we sh- we all you know should aspire to be. Whatever we choose to be, just you know, make sure you are pouring yourself completely into it. Because if you're not, um, you you could be good at it, but you'll never be great.
1: That's that's a great point. All all about passion. I, I love that a lot. That's that's the hardest thing too to teach NBA players. And when I when I do pre-draft and consulting for some GMs on okay, should you draft this guy compared to this guy? i will say the main point is does he love the game? Uh, And a lot of and if you don't love the game, you're really never going to be great. You can be good, like you said, but you're never going to be great. That's, that's an awesome You know, it's funny, a a few years ago, David, that's almost
0: exactly what you do uh, on the NBA level. Mm -hmm. Um, I did for for several years uh, through an organization, through a company uh, that did pre-draft training for NFL candidates, uh, getting ready for the combine. And um, and part of what I worked with them on was some of what you saw when we were together at UCLA, but also um, on, on the questions they would face from potential employers, right, these, these teams. Yep. And one of the leading questions is always, if this doesn't work out, what what's next for you? What do you have? What do you already have in mind lined up for you? And, um, and, and the right answer is, you know, that I, I don't have anything lined up Like this, I'm not, I am not today living with that as my, um, uh, as, I, I, don't have, a backup line, right. That's how much I love doing this. I, I, I'm 100% invested in being successful here. Um, now, it's one thing to give them the right answer. It's not a thing to make sure that's really the way they think and live, and, and that's the way they're they're carrying and conducting themselves. But you're right. If you know if they what what people are looking for are people who just have a hunger to be involved in what they're doing, and, and they believe. I love the word you used. They believe that what they're doing is a mission.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's an all it's an all in mentality for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna need you if you come out to LA during pre-draft, April May. I would love to have you sit down with the players that I work with and run them through these questions because they'll they'll do the same thing at the NBA draft combine. Teams will throw them through a bunch of different questions, and it's it goes a long ways with them for sure.
0: Yeah, you know what? Because again, at a talent differential level, in, in most of these places, it, you know, there's a few folks who are just uh, you know who are freaks of nature, and then and then by and large, there's this large Clump of people who are going to be defined by by things like passion. You know, it's not about vertical. It's not about. It's going to, it that's where it's going to come down to where they end up
1: in the draft. I'm, I'm taking someone with passion over over God given abilities any day in, in in any aspect of life. Hiring them at a job, MBA, NFL, passion reigns supreme in my. And that life. and that was Bill
0: Belichick's answer. That was what he was essentially saying.
1: So, being able to talk to Bill Belichick about what players that he, what he looks for in players, and being able to work with the top players and top teams, what do you see that stands out as a point that that make teams great? Like in the NBA, for example, everybody wants to be the Spurs or wants to be the Warriors. Now, and the word that gets thrown around is culture, culture, culture. But how do you build that culture? What what staples stand out to you from teams that you've worked with and experiences you've had that, that make the greatest team?
0: So the best
1: cultures
0: that I've had a chance to work with in sports and business, I said, you know, we we, we, kind of exchanged a little bit on this. I wrote a book on building the habits of great teams. What do do high-performing organizations do differently? And the number one answer that really these best teams shared with me uh, was this sense of purpose, right? This belief that they're actually in service of something, right? Whatever that something might be. Uh, and that, that, that something is bigger than what they would be in service of if they were just out on their own. Um, but, but talking about culture, that the number one habit of really strong cultures that I had a chance to study was their, uh, their desire to learn, um, their belief that, um, that what they know today uh, will, not, will not serve them well tomorrow. If, they're not, if they don't continue to learn. So learning cultures, right, that the, 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 uh, the organizations and the players on those organizations and the leaders on those organizations uh, that are constantly in the pursuit of uh, new learning are those cultures that thrive. I mean, what makes Steve Kerr fascinating to me was standing next to him on the sidelines um, of a Seattle Seahawks practice, right, and watching him study after he won the world championship, right. Watching him study another leader doing, um, you know, leading their team, and and watching him try to. Under- I mean, again, Steve Kerr could have, for all the world, said, "My gosh, this is awesome!" Right up, I'm king of the world, and. Instead, you know, he's, using, he's he's sweating his tail off out in the middle of August watching uh, another leader lead a team and then soaking up details. Like, you know, not just watching as a fan, he's writing down, you know, how they talk to their players, how they, how they, you know, he, he, he had details about that practice that fascinated
1: me. Yes. That's, that's awesome. I, I've been able to get to know Curry and, you, and you're right on. He is just an unbelievable guy. And- hungry for knowledge and learning and just being able to go up there to golden state and spend time with them you can see how how out of the box they are because they're willing to learn they're willing to take chances willing to to risk all because he's putting in this time of learning and to another note to that um eric spolster i think is great at that too he'll go to all different types of different types of situations not just i mean like you're saying for football whether it's with chip kelly or whether it's it's with uh, a Belichick being able to learn from them, but also different, like for nutrition, for health, for longevity, everything to make his players better in any circumstance, and make his coaches and himself. If you're not learning, you're, you're not growing, and if you're not open to learn, then you're just dead. You're done. Right? Yeah, that is the uh, that's where it's uh, that's where it's going to make the difference. Anyway, I, I'm fascinated by that.
0: Concept on the culture, Um, but but where on on how they build cultures. But what I found was that that one single thing, right—that ability to say our culture is going to will always be a learning culture. Um, We will always be students in everything we do, and everyone that plays for us will be a student too, right? So they don't come to work um, saying, "Tell me what to do." The couple of words saying, Hey, last night on YouTube I was watching a video on something and, and this really struck me. Coach, what do you think about that? And uh, those kinds of cultures that embrace that learning um, are, are are just different than any, anywhere else. Yeah. And it
1: makes it a fun atmosphere to be around. And I love your point too. It's 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 about being having a purpose and being a servant. You can if you can look at the Every aspect of your life and, and players and coaches look at being a servant, what they can do for others instead of what taking any glory. And that's that's another thing in the culture that I've, I've seen has been just tremendous. And Golden State does it well. Yeah. All right. I want to hear this Peyton Manning story, and I know the audience does too. Building a brand. Quick break in the podcast to bring you our sponsor for this week. The sponsor is Audible. Go to audibletrial.com backslash game of life to get your free audiobook and download your free 30 day trial. Seriously, check it out. I've been walking all over Japan, all over Tokyo, listening to book after book after book instead of just looking around and not being able to understand anything in Japanese. I'm getting my learning on. And here's the book I'm reading this week. It is Don's book, A Game Plan for Life, the story of John Wooden, everything behind the scenes with John Wooden. It's basically the power of mentoring. John talking about Mother Teresa, Gandhi, how he coached Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Bill Walton, a ton of lessons and quotes never even heard other than in this book. Inspirational, motivational. It's unbelievable. Just check it out. That's all I can tell you on that. So go to audibletrial.com backslash game of life to get your free audiobook and the 30-day free trial trust me on this one check it out all right now back to the second half of the podcast with greatness extraordinaire don yeager you're the best i've seen at building the brand too and i'll talk all about your accolades and stuff after the podcast before the podcast man but like tell tell the story and how you get how you get to about uh building someone's brand and how just how detailed it can be from one little mess up mistake to destroy years and years of building up a great name and the process of making sure everything that you do builds you in a positive light
0: yeah so so as we uh, you know our our interaction uh in part began around this concept that that uh, that the uh that each of us individually is a brand and you know we've all heard that phrase but what does that mean um, well, the first thing that it means is that you need to know what your brand stands for. Uh, what do you want your brand to be? So uh, a challenge for most and, and one thing that we try to do um, in fact, I want to offer this to anybody that's on your um, on this or listening to your podcast uh, if, they, if they email me um, uh, to, I'm going to give you my email address and uh, we, you can add in your show notes or whatever you want to do, but to Don2, so D-O-N, the number two, at Team180.com, I'll send them the exercise that we did with uh, with those players at UCLA where I'm challenging you to pick the five words you want someone to say about you when you walk out of the room. Because ultimately, that's what your brand is. It's what people say about you when you walk out of the room. And and then once you've picked those five words, then the the key is – and how does everything you do from social media to the way you conduct yourself, uh, to the way you, um, uh, to, to, to if you're a student to the way you walk to class, or if you're, if you're a coach, it's, it's the way you, uh, it's the way you interact with your players. Do they, are they consistent with those five things you want to be, you want to be said about you? And the story you heard me tell was about Peyton Manning as a, um, as a player with the Colts many years ago, um, it was he was it was I mean, it wasn't in the early stages of his career. He was well established, uh, and yet he had at the time no single national endorsement. Nobody, nobody was lining themselves up with Peyton uh, as a brand, and they were wondering. These agents were wondering why. And they actually went out and did uh, some research. They asked uh, fans of the NFL to explain what what is your what words do you use? What do you think of when you think of paid men? And one of the first words that came back was bossy. That he he always looks like he's yelling at people. You know, I mean, you will remember coming to the side, coming to the, uh, the last stretch, pointing, pointing, you know, and, and he's always looked like a guy that was bossing other people around. And in fact, one of the sentences that came back in that research was that if given a chance, I don't know that I'd want to have dinner with paid men, right? Because it didn't sound like a, a fun evening, like you wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd like to meet him, but you wouldn't want to have dinner with him. And so, uh, they were trying to figure out how do we change that? Cause he actually is a really enjoyable guy. Just most, he just, you know, most people don't know that. And so he, uh, they, they made a choice. They had to do a commercial with ESPN, with his family, where they did a tour of the ESPN studio. Some of you might remember it. Yeah. Uh where they're walking through and Peyton and his brother are kind of hanging out like two young kids. They're two NFL quarterbacks. But they're hanging out at the back of this tour and they're flicking each other in the ear, kicking each other in the behind, you know, yeah. uh, just doing the things that little boys would do and take a dirty look from their dad. Um, but it's just funny. There's not a single word spoken in the commercial, but for the first time, Peyton Manning was saying, look, I can laugh at myself. I can laugh at who I am. And it began the process of changing the way other people saw his brand. And he became so aggressive about what are the words I want to leave behind Um, that it wasn't long before he had more endorsements than you could than than anyone in the league. He was there wasn't an NFL game you could watch in which it didn't feel like every commercial had Big Manning in it. And it was large part because he was intentional about making sure that he knew what words he wanted to leave behind. And one of them was he wanted people to, to see him as someone who was not just a perfect. He wanted instead of bossy, he wanted the word to be perfectionist. Right. And what's the difference really, if you really are trying to think about, it? but he just, he chose a different word and he chose to make it so and articulated through his conversation so well that, uh uh, that, that his brand became one of the strongest in the NFL and ultimately he even got asked to be uh, a host of Saturday Night Live, had maybe the greatest skit in the history of Saturday Night Live in my opinion uh, and, uh, and and obviously built a brand that off the field paid him multiples of what he made on the field he was one of the highest paid players in the league
1: oh yeah and you still see him, I mean the Super Bowl commercials this year, he was still on commercials, isn't that crazy? he hasn't played in three years yeah, it's it's nuts, but it's just so well done, so smart. And he is literally middle America's man. Everybody loves him from from young kids to yep. older people. That's that's great. And also in that same in that same concept in that same breath, as as much as you can work to build up your brand like Peyton did strategically, it only takes one thing, one I mean mess up to to rip it all down. Like remember the Blake Griffin example that you used, he used to be the middle American man all over every single commercial. Yeah. I mean, he was, key, his guy, he was everything. And then the next thing you know, he's, you know, um,
0: he's, uh, he's photographed again, just, you know, out at parties, doing things, but, but suddenly people are snapping pictures of him that go viral and, um, and, and putting himself in certain places, just changed the way the world saw him change the brand.
1: Millions and millions of dollars just on that.
0: No question. Yeah. and that's the thing, right? I mean, again, building it is intentional. Um, uh, being protective of it is equally intentional. Yeah, great point.
1: Great point. And I mean, just looking at uh, Blake Griffin and, and his, I mean, his fall from it as quick as it can be. Um, yeah, it's just something that you really have to you really have to protect. That's a great. That's a great point. Um, going yeah. to jumping into routines and habits of high performers I mean you're an extremely high performer yourself obviously to be able to work with all these people and have have people at the highest level the highest achievers in the world coming to you for advice that's pretty cool it's pretty special to have is there is there any routines habits that that have shaped yourself that you might do maybe something specific like uh, your morning routine or Drink a certain type of coffee. Some type of routine. <laughs> I do. I am a
0: Starbucks, not that latte guy. But yes,
1: um, no. I, I
0: I think that the probably the routine or the piece again, it's uh, it is boring, right? It is common. It could be. It can be common. But I try to do it uncommonly well. I use, I think I used that phrase earlier. I want to stick with it. Yep. Um, is I am a research freak, and so if I've got time with you. Uh, I have studied you yep. um, I know things about everybody that I get a chance um, and it's not just the cursory Wikipedia research it's um, I'm, I'm talking to you about you know, your high school mascot or I might be I might find some obscure story that was written about you uh, I, I'm always trying to try to find and be that person that is um that makes a conversation, you know, we all have conversations that are so shallow, right? Uh, And I think that that's where, that's where unfortunately most people leave it, leave it is they are, um, you know, they are regularly trying to uh, try to figure out how do I, um, uh, how do I, I, I just want to talk to this person Man, it would be so cool if I could meet with Michael Jordan, Right. Um, but instead, it, it, you know, I, I wanted to talk to Michael Jordan um, about what it was like to be because I, I know this story. But, you know, what was it like, Michael, to to be a kid with no um, no sense of uh, of mechanical ability? He had all the physical gifts in the world, right? Yeah, obviously, even as a young young child, but your dad was a mechanic. He couldn't connect with you around athletics and you couldn't connect with him around mechanics. How did, how did you and your dad connect? Right? Mm-hmm. And you get into that conversation with Michael Jordan and it's so different and deeper and, and engaging. And he wants to talk more. He wants to talk longer as opposed to giving you an answer that he's given 100,000 times to the question he's been asked a 100,000 times. Because, uh, you know, I've studied... Um, uh, about you know enough about Jordan's childhood and, and a challenge that he had with his father was around the fact that they couldn't connect because Jordan didn't know a socket wrench from a pocket wrench, and and his dad didn't appreciate how great his physical gifts were. Yeah. So the two of them struggled. And Michael had a brother who was much more mechanically inclined and who connected better with his dad. I mean, just you get into that discussion, it's just different. Then asking Michael Jordan what it was like, you know, uh, to to hit that shot over Craig Eula, right? Yeah. You yeah, know, that sure. um, people want people want you to people respond and react to others who are well prepared in their um, in their conversations with them, right? And, and that's a great point. Like with you, I want to. I want to work with. I want to work with you on my on my threes. I, I need to. I, I need your help. And so um, anyway, I, mean, I, 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 I watched a YouTube video three times in preparation to be here with you. So like, I I need more help. My elbow needs to be closer into my body. Clearly.
1: <laughs> It was all cut and paste. That's, that's the trick of videos these days. Now, you come out here and, and talk to my players pre-draft. We'll get, the, we'll get in the gym, shots up. We'll get the Starba- Starbucks non fat latte. We'll do it all. See, I should have known that about you. I knew you were a big Michael Jordan fan. I, I do a lot of research, and I've done a lot of research on you as well, and knowing that Jordan's one of your one of your guys that you look up to, and his, his method to motivate has been something that shaped you as well. Can you, can you speak on his method to motivate real quick?
0: So what what fascinates me about him is his development over time. Obviously as a player, you know, we we all, we all know this, um, but, but but the thing that he did to motivate was that he never asked anybody to, uh, anybody, uh, on his team, any any teammate to do something he wouldn't do himself. I mean, he was willing to dive to hit the floor, you know, loose balls, all those things that, that, Too many prima donnas, we know it, Right? won't do any of those things while yelling at teammates for not doing it here, right? Um, I love that because I think that's a model for all of us, that it doesn't matter where you are in an organization. Don't ask others to do something you want to yourself. Um, And then he had to progress and learn as a leader once he changed roles. That's a hard thing. Most people fail. Um, I mean, look at all our former great players who went on to become coaches in in the NBA and were disasters, right? Oh yeah. And and why? Because they want others to to bring to the game what they bring to the game and, and, and not everyone's motivated similarly. And unfortunately, most of us can't make that transition as a leader. And that's been one of Jordan's interesting developments and struggles over these last few years that I've watched him grow to how not to try to ask these guys to be him. He's had to learn they will not ever be him. Um, What he has to do is figure out how to make them the best them that, that, uh, that he can in an inspirational role because he's no longer, he's not, he can't be their coach. Right. So as he's progressed, it's fascinating because again, I love it when you watch people uh, kind of make their way through the seasons of life
1: great point that you hit on too helping people become the best versions of themselves they can be not expecting something out of exactly like yourself but i mean that's i mean i think think that's the challenge of any great coach like i've been able to learn a lot from brad stevens and just how he is able to cater to each player and not just hey this is what everybody needs to look like but how can you become the best version of yourself that you can be and that's I, I think that's a, a, an awesome point that you that you hit on there. And in terms to uh, yeah, to MJ's ability to motivate himself, it's kind of like a Kobe Bryant now that you see he's struggling with how's he gonna how's he gonna make the next step in his life, the next the next stage, the next season.
0: Yeah, I, and I you know it's interesting because as as well prepared as it seemed like. Like he was uh, kind of, you know, preparing. He knew that the next phase was coming, right? Right. Not many of us want to face the next phase, but he knew it was coming. But um, uh, it will be interesting to see how uh, how that transition happens for him. I think he he did a better job of uh, at least preparing himself uh, from a business standpoint than most. But it will be interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put you on the rapid fire real quick before we get out of here, and this is probably something where I should have, where where I'm learning right now from you is being able to research someone super, super in-depth so that stands out. I feel like I do decent research, but now, after talking to you, I'm going to do even more research, and I'm stealing that from you. So, hey, I'm learning something on this podcast, too. (laughs) All right. How about a motto you live by? Anything that stands out to you as a motto? Yeah.
0: Sure, a quote from John Wooden. Uh, my, his favorite quote, which became my favorite quote, which was, make each day your masterpiece. I like that a lot. Hard to do, yep. sounds easy, really, really hard to do. Make today, not tomorrow, make today your masterpiece.
1: Awesome, man. Who has shaped you the most in your life? Is there anyone that stands out to you that's been, I mean, you said John John Wooden as your mentor. So, I mean, I guess you could definitely use him. Yeah, John Wooden was was very very powerful
0: Dale Brown I mentioned him earlier Uh, I he was best man at my wedding Um, uh, I wrote his book 25 years ago and we have we we talk work or communicate almost daily uh, for all these years Uh, you know here's just a man of of just amazing uh, passion for everything he does in life and I, I I I I would love to model myself after him
1: I think you're doing a really good job of that. Living with passion. How about this? I'd like to ask this one to everybody, and I feel like you're gonna have a really, a really cool answer to it as well. If you could invite three people, dead or alive, to a dinner party, who you bring in and what do you eat?
0: Who do you bring in and what do you eat? Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who do I bring in? Uh, I would I would bring in I, I would bring back John Wood just because I could never get enough of that right yep. Yep. Uh, and then I would invite um, his two the two people he talked to me about as much as any and that would have been uh, Abraham Lincoln and Mother Teresa oh nice uh, yeah it's just the the, the the ability to, um, to be uh, to stand up under enormous pressure uh, the willingness to be gracious to other people at all times. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Coach Wooden was uh, 99 and a half when he passed. And it wasn't a day that I went there that when I walked in, he wasn't reading. You know, uh, the man was, as I say, obviously I think he figured it out. I'm a big fan of anybody that learns. And, uh, and John would, would be those three. And then I, as far as what I serve, gosh, um, uh, so – tells a lot about um, a person here. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my my favorite meal is actually Um oh and, you know, and uh, the veal shank. And so I would I – would, uh, I don't know that any one of the three of them would like it, but that's what I serve.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I love that. That sounds great to me. So we'd have pregame meal with the veal shank. And then we'd have Abe Lincoln and Mother Teresa running the high pick and roll that John Wooden's coaching, kicking out to absolutely, you after we've done absolutely. a three point shootout. And de- Perfect. And if and depending on how high
0: the soap pipe hat was, Abe was you know uh, Abe was wearing that day, it could defend, could, could change the defense a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, good call. Hey, in a nutshell, you've got you've offered. This has been just packed with awesome advice to anyone that wants to achieve their goals or that has a passion and it's been an absolute blessing to have you on this man and any advice in a nutshell that you would give to a kid or anybody that wants to be in your shoes or just overall motivation to how to follow your passion and not be afraid of having others tell you that you can't do something
0: well i think the first the first thing is uh, uh confidence comes uh Confidence shows, right? Everybody can feel when you walk in a room. People know uh, you can. Body language says it really quickly. Like, does this person feel and believe they belong, or uh, are are they already intimidated by the moment? And uh, uh, and and confidence is bred, in my opinion, um, through preparation. So, if you're walking into a room, what do you know about the room? What do you what do you know about who you're going to meet? You know. I think I share it with you. It, to me, that's the key. That to, to I, I try not to do anything in which I haven't invested at least as much time preparing as I'm going to spend in the moment. And so um, uh, I, we, we do, do it in space, right. We wouldn't we would walk out and and try to compete in anything without preparation, and yet. Most of the rest of our life isn't governed that way, and I don't understand it. So, to me, I would that that would be a piece of advice I'd give. That's an
1: awesome, awesome point. I'm gonna steal that from you for sure.
0: If I could, though, I just want to make sure I close out and get that. Up. So, if they send me an email, anybody yep. listening, yep. to don2, don2 at t180 com, put your name uh, in the yep. in the subject line, and I'll send them that exercise that we do with that uh, and players around their, around developing or understanding what do they want to be known for when it's over.
1: I will. That was powerful to me. I have it right by my morning coffee, where I make my morning coffee every day. I've got five words that I can look at. So it's something that I see every morning that I wake up. So I know that hey, my day is going to be shaped around these five words. This is what I want to be, and I have the motto "Win the Day," similar to similar to your motto that you have. But, but yeah. It's very powerful. So I'll definitely link to it in the show notes and, and hopefully a lot of people send it in to you.
0: Well, thank you, thank you sir. I appreciate it. I'll be there to work on my three-point shot.
1: <laughs> definitely, man. Hey, is there is there any uh, causes or foundations that we can help support too? So I'm on the
0: National Board of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It is my, my personal charity. Um, and uh, I, I have served on the board for four years and it is... To me, it's uh, just one of the special, special things that I get to do
1: uh, in my life. It's awesome. Yeah, because those are the best the Make-A-Wish foundations on ESPN or some of the best videos that I ever see throughout the year. So keep it up, man. We'll definitely link to that and promote it as much as possible, too. And everything, everything we talked about will be linked in the show notes and everybody can learn more about you. And like, it would have taken literally 30 to 40 minutes to go through all your accolades and everybody that you've worked with. So I'll put those on before and after and everything. But man, I I really, really appreciate your time. And you are an absolute breath of fresh air to everybody that you come in contact with. And, and, um, I mean, motivation and a mentor to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you on the spot if you will continue to mentor me, or if you will mentor me. You can. All you, right. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, you, you know, know, let's, let's schedule the next call. All right. Yeah. you, I, Hey, that'd be awesome. I know you had to say yes on the podcast, but I would really like that. <laughs> <laughs> John, thanks so much. All man. right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. Big time thank you to Don Yeager for coming on the Game of Life podcast. I will link to everything in the show notes, all that me and Don were talking about, your five characteristics that define you. We'll have that in the show notes. I encourage you to look at that. I look at it every single day when I'm making my morning coffee, and it just really gets me in the state of mind of, hey, this is what I want to be known as. This is what I'm going to, I'm going to attack every single day. Don is just such a breath of fresh air showing that you can really do anything that you want to do. It's, it's up to you and you make that choice every single day, whether you want to take a step forward toward your goals or you're going to take a step back. And there'll be a lot of people out there telling that you can't do something like I'm sure there was to Don, too. But Don didn't listen to He didn't listen to any doubters. He had his goals. He knew his dreams and he was going to make himself great. And now he's able to teach some of the, the highest performers, the Fortune 500, anybody throughout the whole world is, hey, we need help to become great can't thank don enough for dropping his knowledge on us here at the game of life just an amazing individual and very blessed to have him as now my mentor thank you very much don hopefully we can have him back on soon for story time with don because he has a ton of stories weren't even mentioned here on air but we'll see if we can pull some strings here at the game of life for you game of lifers out there All right, the three-pointers of the week coming to you in an email if you are subscribed as part of the DNA Family Inner Circle, where all you have to do is go to dnabasketball.com, sign up to become a member, and you will be getting the three-pointers of the week coming at you, plus much, much more. And if you sign up before March 17th, the official launch, You get locked in for a year at an early bird discount rate. That is if you want the bonuses. Just go check it out, dnabasketball.com. It'll tell you all about it, everything you need to know there. I'm probably butchering a bunch of stuff, so check it out, dnabasketball.com. Real launch is coming out March 17th, but you can be one of the first, and you can get your three-pointers of the week right there. Okay, I'm headed back to L.A. here in a few days, and I will be back in the States For a while, back out there in the West Coast, the best coast. So, Simo-san, Gochiso-sama, Arigato. It probably doesn't even make any sense if you look up those Japanese words altogether. But thank you to Japan and Tokyo, great country, great culture, great food. And if you become part of the inner circle DNA, you're going to get all this behind the scenes travel, see all this food. Actually, basically be here with me in Japan and all these countries over 40 of them that i've traveled to and experience it with me that's part of being the dna family i don't like to go on these trips alone so i need you game of lifers out there coming with me hope you all have an amazing week and remember life's a journey enjoy it david nurse game of life signing off